and welcome to this podcast which is all about how to build your self-belief. Um, I have a group programme coming up called Self-Belief School which um, I'm recording this in October 2020 for those of you listening in the future. So that programme is a four-week programme which is for people to work with me and build their self-belief and I also am taking on one-to-one clients for another version of Self-Belief School in January 2021. But this podcast is an overview and a taster about how you can build your self-belief and what you can do for yourself because this work is really important to me because I've seen that lack of self-belief, which is self-doubt, is um, it can be quite crippling in people's lives and it stops us from doing what we want, from trusting ourselves, from living a life of freedom, you know, it um, causes us to rate other people's opinions higher than our own, to always look externally for help, to just not trust and believe in ourselves. So it's something that I see a lot with my clients and have done lots of personal work on myself as well as professionally with my clients and I see that it comes up for a lot of people which is why I wanted to do the self-belief school group program and then this podcast to um, give you a taster of of what you can do to improve your self-belief okay so there could be many reasons that you want to improve your self-belief perhaps you want to be more confident at work or perhaps you want to start a new career or change career, but you don't have that self-belief that you're going to be able to do it. So you're keeping yourself held back and not doing what you really want to do. Or perhaps you're keen to meet a new partner, for example, but lack of self-belief is stopping you from showing your true self, from putting yourself out there and attracting someone who's really great for you. Or perhaps you just want to model what good self-belief looks like for your children. You know, we all worry about whether we're doing the best for our children and how we can help them. But actually working on ourselves is uh, really important, you know. Yeah, I, I have lots of requests from people who say, you know, can you help my child? They're anxious or they're, you know, they, they have some kind of issue. But really it starts with a calm, confident parent. So if you have kids, this kind of work is, is really important for, for you and for them. Um, so there could be lots of reasons why you want to improve your self-belief. First of all, I want you to remember and understand that you weren't born without self-belief. Okay, There aren't babies popping out who don't have any belief in themselves. And in fact, babies have really good self-esteem. They're perfectly happy to ask for their needs to be met. You know, they don't think to themselves, oh, I better not ask my mum for some milk because she's really busy and tired and she'll think I'm a pain. Anyone who's had a baby will know that 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 does not happen. Babies ask for what they want when they want it and they don't worry about upsetting people. They literally act on what their bodies are telling them. They don't worry about what people think with them about them or whether whether they they uh, they've got what it takes to do it. So you were not born without self belief. Your self belief was eroded over time, 
and self-doubts started to grow within you. Um, perhaps it was things that you experienced that caused self-doubt to grow within you. Perhaps it was things that people said to you that contributed to your lack of your self-belief. Perhaps it was the personality of your parents, your caregivers, your teachers, your brothers and sisters who were layering on their own self-doubts and their lack of self-belief onto you. And that's not anything that they've done wrong. That's just what happens with generational patterns. Generally, parents believe they are doing the best for you. And sometimes it happens that we have to start to break the generational patterns before we pass them on to other people. So that's why this work is important, to sort of break those generational patterns. Often it is parents, teachers who have said things to you which just caused you to doubt yourself. I mean, you might already know when I say that, you might think of a teacher at school who said something to you that stuck with you. I I mean, personally, I mean, I've done this work myself and I thought that um, everything was fine at my school and I could never really think of a teacher who said, you know, you hear the cliche that my teacher said, oh, nothing will ever come of you or um, said some other really belittling or disparaging remark that sort of put you down. I couldn't really remember any of that. But then it did... Once I started to really do the deeper work, which we will be doing in self-belief school, um, I realised that actually my school did kind of marginalise me and sideline me a bit. And that definitely, definitely fed into me not believing in myself. And conversely, if you are surrounded by people who are really supporting you, rooting you, telling you you can do anything you want, really fueling your self-belief then you can grow up feeling hugely self-confident and believing that you can do what absolutely whatever you want to do and you don't worry about what other people think of you. So who you are surrounded with when you are growing up and what their personalities and experiences are like can have an effect on you, okay? So, um, and also, what is your communication style like? If you are... Uh, a passive person or a passive aggressive person that might also feed in to your lack of self-belief often people who are dominant or uh, aggr- it's called an aggressive communication style which I think sounds a bit harsh but it I like to say dominant a bit more those people are the ones who are perfectly happy to put their opinions forward and you know kind of make sure their voice is heard often People with those communication styles don't have a lack of self-belief. So your lack of self-belief is simply conditioning. It's the experiences, the words, the things that you were exposed to as you were growing up. It is not because you are flawed in any way. It's not because that's just your personality and you have to live with it. It's a result of things that happen to you beliefs that you have about your identity, beliefs that you have about what's possible for you are contributing to your belief in yourself, to your self-belief, okay? It is not something that is intrinsic to you, all right? So that's something that's quite important and I want you I want you to know. So the first step of building self-belief is to be aware of that, that self-doubt and lack of self-belief is simply conditioning. 
So I just want to ask you now, what can you remember about when you were, uh, when you stopped believing in yourself? Do you, do you know, can you think back to a time when you did believe in yourself as a child? Can you think back to a time when you stopped believing in yourself? Did something happen? Is it that obvious to you? It might not be. It, it often isn't. But it might be that, you know, you can think of something that someone said, something very disappointing to you, and it was wounding. Or it may be very obvious that perhaps you had a mother who was very fearful or liked to keep herself small, and you've just taken on that role in later life. So you can really start to think back into how you grew up to spot where the conditioning came from. And once you've identified where it came from, what kind of beliefs that have been layered onto you about yourself, who gave them to you, how it happened, then you can find a way to rid yourself of these beliefs in a way that suits you. So there are lots of ways, once once you've understood what's been happening to you, there are lots of ways that you can use to jettison these beliefs. So um, journaling would always be my go-to way of getting thoughts and beliefs out of your subconscious and onto paper. You can also use EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, plenty of free resources to teach you how to do EFT. You can write letters to the people involved, which you then destroy, fully expressing how you feel. You can also use ritual burning, so you can burn your journals with all your thoughts and feelings on and all the letters that you write to people. Or another way that um, I sometimes use is smashing coconuts, okay? And that's literally what it says. You buy a coconut and you can sit and meditate fully with it, sort of passing on your beliefs and the things that you want to uh, remove from yourself. You focus on the coconut as if those beliefs were going into the coconut. And then when you're done and you feel that you've meditated on those things for long enough, you go outside and you literally, with all of your power, smash the coconut. You throw it on the floor, onto not on, obviously not onto grass, onto some hard floor and just watch it smash. And that is also a really powerful, quite ritualistic way of ridding yourself of um, limiting beliefs and this conditioning that you were brought up with. So, but that won't suit everybody. There are different ways that you can do it that will suit you. So once you've fully explored the conditioning that has caused you to fall into doubting yourself, it's time to embed new beliefs, okay? So what is it that you do want to believe about yourself? Um, It might be that you want to uh, believe that you can do whatever you set your mind to. So for example, a belief that I had, um, it's a vague belief, but it's, it's, it's a, a phrase that is, I could never do that. So if I look at somebody else out in the business world or, you know, just in public eye, I could never do that would be a phrase that would go around in my mind. And I replaced that with, I might be able to do that, or I could do that. And it's simply a way of noticing when you are 
letting a self-doubt take over and replacing it with something that is positive and shows that you believe in yourself. So with my phrase, I could never do that, I'm not going to change it to something that maybe is too strong or doesn't sit that well with me, like, um, oh, I could climb Mount Everest. That feels a little bit far away. But what I like is I might be able to do that. There's positivity. It's believable. It's like I might be able to do that. Okay. So we really need to take a good look at how you talk to yourself because it really, really matters. And, you know, there's a lovely phrase that I like. It's be nice to yourself. You're the only one who's listening. And it is absolutely true. You spend a lot of time in your head um, talking to yourself, talking yourself out of things, talking yourself into things, uh, making up beliefs about what other people think. And nobody ever gets to hear that except you. And you are have power to choose what those words are. You can choose how you talk to yourself. So why not change it to something uplifting? Something that that shows that you believe in yourself. You know, it's life is too short for you to be talking yourself out of things. So how you talk to yourself in your mind really, really matters. And after you've shed the conditioning, it's really time to choose some new beliefs. What is it that you want to believe about yourself? Okay. So you can have, once you've got a list of those new beliefs, you need to embed them in your subconscious somehow. So have them written down. Have them written down if you journal regularly. Have them at the front of your journal so that you can read through them all the time. Maybe have them as a screensaver on your phone or as a post-it note on your fridge so that you can see them. Repetition is an instruction to your subconscious to take on these new beliefs. Perhaps you'd write them on your, on your bathroom mirror, but what you really want to do is have these new beliefs embedded as your truth. So things like, I might be able to do that. Um, I do believe in myself. Or, you know, I've, I've really, I, I'm, I'm equal to others. And I'm as important as everyone else. Things like that. You know, what is it that really is going to give you the most, the most good? Okay. So another way that you can talk to yourself, which will help to raise your self-esteem, is praising yourself. All right. So when you look in the mirror, praise yourself. Find something you like about yourself and say, wow, my shoes look really nice today. Or... My hair's looking shiny this morning. That's great. Or if you've done something well, notice that. Notice that you've done something well. Tell yourself, well done, I've done really well there. You know, again, you are the only person listening and it is really important to talk to yourself nicely and in an affirming, positive way. So praising yourself often raises self-esteem and we've so often been brought up to think that that is boastful conceited and you'll become horrible and spoilt and frankly that has contributed to a lot of our self-doubt and trying to keep ourselves small it you know it doesn't matter nothing bad is gonna come from praising yourself too much it is going to build your confidence and frankly who doesn't want more self-confidence 
you know, this is something you can do. It is free and it is not going to turn you into a spoilt, conceited person. So praising yourself often is a great thing to do. And similarly, accepting compliments. When someone else praises you, we so often have the um, conditioned response of, oh no, it, it was nothing. Or if someone says, I like your jacket, you say, oh, it's, it's, have you seen the stain on this on this lapel here? Or it was five pounds, you know, from a charity shop. You know, it's we always often are in the in the um, habit of diminishing a compliment when someone gives it to us. But if you learn to accept compliments, then that can also raise your self-esteem. You're letting that praise in from external people. You know, we're, we're often very keen to let criticism or judgment in from 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 strangers or, or from other people. But compliments we keep seem to shut out. So open the doors to those compliments. Let the praise from other people in it will start to build your self-belief so when someone compliments you and you might feel you might think well I don't know how, how do you accept a compliment it's very easy you just say thank you and leave it there you know you're not even obliged to say something nice back to the other person you know in a tit for tat sort of way you can if, if you want to if you genuinely want to compliment them but you can just say thank you and leave it like that okay so with your new beliefs, that's quite, kind of like a mantra or an affirmation. It's going to be phrases that you uh, repeat to yourself in your mind, in your head, as often as you can. As, as I say, you, you can have them written on your fridge, on your phone, somewhere where you can see them. All right. So something else that you need to look at if you are want to build your self-belief is to start to build your self-trust, okay? So one of the best ways to do this is to start to keep promises to yourself, okay? So how many of us have said, right, today I'm going to go to bed early, but then you end up staying, like scrolling on your phone till 11 o'clock at night and the early night doesn't happen. Or you say, no, I'm really going to start doing an hour, getting up early and doing an hour of yoga before work every day. And maybe you do that for a couple of days, but it's just too much and you don't do it. So often we have good intentions and when we don't keep those promises to ourselves and we don't follow through on our word, you can just feel rubbish. You think, oh, I'm no good. You know, I can't do it. I'm a failure. That's where, that's fueling the self-doubt side of you. So I'm not saying that you have to keep promises to yourselves like doing an hour of yoga a day. It has to be realistic, okay? Of course you're not going to keep a promise to yourself if it's impossible to fit into your lifestyle. So what I recommend is that you start small. Choose a promise that you can keep to yourself that you will actually be able to do. So what about, um, you know, I every day I'm going to drink at least one glass of water, Okay. So you can do that as soon as you wake up and it's ticked off. You've done it. Brilliant. Okay, feel good about that. Or what about making your bed every day? That's actually something that I've started doing and I kind of can't can't stop now. I can't not leave my bed. um, I can't leave my bed unmade. It just feels weird now. Um, What about you promise yourself you'll read five pages of a book? I mean, that's a good one for me because I always beat myself up that I don't do enough reading. Um, I've got tons of books I need to read. But just making the promise that I'll read five pages a day, you know, that 
is achievable and it starts to make you feel good. It starts to help you know that you can trust yourself, that you're not a failure, that you can get things done. And it, you know, it just doesn't have to be huge stuff. It really helps to start to build your self-belief when you keep promises to yourself. Okay, it might seem small, but small changes are the ones that last. There's no point um, choosing things that you're not going to continue with. Okay, all right, so you've done some work to expose the conditioning and the limiting beliefs. You've got practices in place to start to build self trust, self belief, and you've got your new truths, your new beliefs written out. So Then what does someone with good self-belief do? What do you want to be different in your life? What do you want that confidence and self-belief for? What's going to change? How are you going to behave differently? So that's also worth thinking about because otherwise, you know, you never know if you've reached your goal. You never know what's changed. And also what do you want? Yeah, you know, why why do you want self-belief? It's just, it is a nice to have, but what what are you going to do differently with it? What do you need it for? Maybe you want more confidence at work or to be more assertive in just your everyday life. You know, you maybe feel like a bit of a doormat or maybe you feel like people are taking advantage of you and you want the self-belief to be able to stand up and not get shouted down. You know, you want more assertiveness. Or uh, perhaps you want something quite different out of your life perhaps you're considering ditching a career that you've had for many years and you want to train for something new but you just don't quite have the self-belief yet to do that so what is it what is self-belief going to give you and then what are the very first steps you need to take so if we go for the one where you want to change career you know perhaps you've been um perhaps you've been a doctor for 20 years and you decide that you want to be a dancer and there's quite an extreme example there. But what is the, what are the first steps that you're going to take? So maybe the very first step is to uh, look at your employment contract and see how much notice you need to give. Or maybe you want to look at uh, dance courses or you need to find yourself a really good teacher. You know, what is the first step you want to take? Okay, but whatever steps you find you want to take towards doing that thing that you want your self-belief for, you can start by holding your body more confidently. Now, it's a cliche, but standing with your shoulders back, maintaining eye contact, it's a confident stance. And, you know, really try it. It does make you feel more powerful, like you believe in yourself, like you have that confidence. And it's simply a case of standing tall with your shoulders back, in an unapologetic way okay or maybe you need to or want to restyle your wardrobe so often we can get kind of in a rut of just you know throwing any on uh, throwing on any old thing and sometimes that can be due to a lack of self-esteem you know when you really care about yourself and you know your self-worth you uh, you want to um, appear in a certain way you want to wear clothes that reflect how you want to be so you know do you want to start wearing jackets or is there something like quite bohemian that you really feel that you want to wear but you know you don't want to stick out or you don't want to look different you know what really how can you portray yourself in a way that is true to you and is going to lead you to where you want to be so you know often the fear of what others think 
can be crippling so especially with things like clothes and our career choices you know we can often hear our parents voices in our head telling um telling us that what we're doing is is stupid so it's really key to get really firm in your own self-beliefs and to start tapping into and using your intuition more because the fact is that your intuition is what's personal and appropriate to you and it is so much more valuable than the opinions of others again so it's a bit like that voice in your head it's like that is you that's nothing to do with anyone else Um, and there are lots of things that you can do to strengthen your intuition and your intuition is like your own personal guidance system and we've often been trained not to trust it but actually it is the most reliable and appropriate thing for each of us personally and it's going to be unique to you and different for everybody else and again you know it is so much more valuable than the opinions of others so there are, lot, yeah, there are lots of things you can do to strengthen your intuition, but out of all of them, the key thing is stillness or alone time or quiet time. So meditation, if you can do it, it's, that's great. Or just alone time, you know, some stillness, just being quiet, you know, not having the radio on or uh, uh, talking on the phone or scrolling on your phone alone time and quiet time because otherwise there is too much noise and I mean that kind of like energetic noise from other people's energy or just the stress and busyness from life you know when you're uh, running your children around in the car or dashing from here and there or doing housework or doing you know doing your job your intuition is quiet at those times we do need stillness to tap in to our intuition and Often having a strong intuition really, really helps with not worrying about what other people think, okay? So try to be alone, quietly with yourself, perhaps journaling about what it is, what the real you likes and wants. And whatever comes up for you, start to trust those thoughts. If you do tap into your intuition and you feel guidance, you feel certain thoughts or ideas, start to trust those thoughts because they have come from you they're not like to be dismissed or swept away you know start to trust them anyway that's a bit of a taster about how you can build your self-belief if you want to take it further I have a group coaching program coming up called self-belief school that's in November 2020 if you're listening in the future And also, I can work one-to-one with you. The links for my current programmes are in the show notes below. So have a look and uh, see what you think. But that's all for now. I hope that's been helpful. I'd love to hear from you if anything I've said has resonated with you. And let me know how you get on. Have a great day. (music) 